You're listening to the More and Better Disciples podcast, a resource to equip the church to make more and better disciples for Jesus Christ. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of the More and Better Disciples podcast. I'm your host, Keith Caps, here with Phil Kramer, lead pastor of Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. How's it going, Phil? Keith, we're having a great day, and it's great to be back in Arkansas after a little bit of a world traveling this past week. Yeah, world traveler just getting back from Guatemala, is it? Guatemala, yes. My daughter has been on a 10-month mission trip with a team of folks. They have uh, literally been all over the world, and now they're in Guatemala until May. And uh, the organization had built in uh, a five-day parent vision trip for parents to go and link in with their uh, with their children and uh, do some ministry. So it, it was a great week, and uh, I w- my heart was absolutely warmed and blessed uh, to see how God is at work in my daughter's life and through her life as well. That's awesome. Did you have any really good coffee? I don't drink coffee, but coffee was a huge thing. I mean, people were getting some good coffee all over the place. I like my caffeine cold and carbonated, brother. Wow, no coffee. I don't know if we can continue this podcast. I'll see you later. Well, right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, man, I, my, my biggest comfort item, honestly, when it comes to beverages is ice. And, uh, and even though, as you know, many foreign countries uh, overseas do not serve ice, I was able to get ice on at least two occasions and pour a nice ice cold Coca-Cola, cold and carbonated caffeine over that ice. Boy, I was in heaven. There you go. Man, VIP treatment in Guatemala. I got yep. the ice. You know, uh, maybe on a future podcast, I'll introduce you to this thing called iced coffee. Um, it is incredible. Sorry. Life-changing. No, no, but you can call me the Ice Man if you want to. <laughs> That's right. Ice Man. Ice you can man. be Maverick. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. Hey, well, let's go ahead and jump into our topic for today. We are going over uh, Evangelism 101, and we've talked about what is evangelism, and we've talked about uh, sharing our testimony on the last podcast. Great information there. So today, let's talk about sharing the gospel, and specifically, um, the sharing the basic points of the gospel with an individual with a call to respond. Uh, excited about this topic today, but you know, starting off, Bill, that begs the question: What is the gospel? Boy, isn't that a great question, Keith? And, and you know, it seems like there's so many words and so many concepts we throw around at churches, uh, in sermons, and in teaching. We just say the gospel, this, the gospel, that, but. How often do we actually take time to define it? Kind of like how we define what is a disciple. Man, we talk about disciples and discipleship and making disciples all the time in churches, but rarely, really less than probably 5 to 10% of all churches take the time to define it. So when it comes to the gospel, first of all, the most obvious question is, what does the Bible say? So 1 Corinthians 15 uh, verses 1 and then 3 and 4 Uh, Paul the Apostle said this, I want to remind you of the gospel that I preached to you, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Now that's kind of the content of the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And praise God, we're going to be celebrating that a week from Sunday on Easter Sunday. But there's more than just information to the gospel. There is an invitation from Jesus, right? And we find that in Mark chapter 1. Again, what does the Bible say? Verses 15 and 17. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of God, saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, believe in the gospel, and follow me. So there's a call from Jesus, right? It's not just what Jesus did and the historicity and the factual nature of the gospel, but there's a call for us to respond. In re- first, in repentance, it's a threefold invitation. Repentance, turning from our sin, belief or faith 
in Jesus, in the gospel, and making a conscious decision to follow Jesus in obedience. Uh, that's the gospel call. And that, that really is what, what comes in at the heart of sharing Jesus with others in personal evangelism. Yeah, that's really good. And you're right. We hear that term so often in church uh, world, church lingo, the gospel. You hear about gospel music, gospel truth, but at the end of the day, that is what the gospel is. And the word literally means good news, right? Is that right? That's right. The uh, Greek word is euangelion. The prefix eu, E-U, uh, means good, and uh, ang- angelion means message. Of course, angelos is, uh, is the Greek for angel, and that word means messenger. Well, uh, thank you for that. Um, that was that was a little bit over my head, um, but uh, as we said in a previous podcast, a little bit different than put some jelly on. So That's thank, right. thank you for clarifying that. And I love uh, one of my favorite lines in a song is by Bart Miller to Mercy Me. He says, it's not just good news. It's the best news ever. Amen. Uh, and so that's awesome. Excited to talk about that today. Well, one of the things you mentioned as we dug into what is the gospel is a question that we ask often around here, and that is, what does the Bible say? Uh, and obviously, that's important when we're talking about the gospel. And so that leads me to this question. When we are sharing the gospel with somebody, what role do the scriptures play in that presentation? Well, man, they, I mean, they play everything, really, in a sense. I mean, certainly there are other things taking place there with the Holy Spirit convicting people of their sin and those types of things, but we're sharing the gospel. What we're doing is we're sharing the Word of God regarding the gospel. And, uh, and I'll tell you, man, I, I was very blessed—excuse <clears throat> me— uh, when I first was saved, I was saved in a church that was a very evangelistic church— but not just evangelistic in, in you know, idea, but very specific and practical. And they were all about training people in what was called evangelism explosion, which is one of many different ways uh, to share the gospel. And evangelism explosion, there was this outline with several scriptures, I mean a lot of scriptures to memorize, right? But that's the thing. When you're sharing the gospel, you, you need to be inserting the scripture and helping people to understand what the Bible says because they're not, you know, our own opinions aren't going to lead anybody to Jesus. But you think about what the Word of God uh, does in this process. John 6, 63, Jesus said, The words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. That's a big deal. Hebrews four twelve. The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. I love Psalm 126.6 that says, He that goes forth with weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Now, what's the precious seed? It's the Word of God, right? I mean, we when, when God opens a door for us, we're not to insert our own opinions in, into the door. We're not to, to insert what our grandpa used to tell us or whatever, but we, we insert the Word of God, and it's powerful. And, and, and the Word of God has, I mean, there's power in the Word uh, to do some amazing things in the hearts of men and women and boys and girls that we can't even imagine. I'll tell you, man, when it comes to the Scriptures and sharing the Scriptures— with people and what God, God says specifically regarding the gospel, I'll tell you, my heart is a little burdened uh, with, with, uh, with Christianity today because, honestly, I meet very few what I call chapter and verse Christians, right? I mean, to be able to recite some scripture and to say, well, you know, in John uh, chapter 3, verse 3, it says, or in Romans 3.23 or Romans 6.23, it says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, right? I mean... That was all part of what, how I was raised as a follower of Jesus. 
that it's it's critical to be able to have some scripture. I'm not saying you have to have whole books of the Bible memorized or something like that, but but to have some scripture memorized so that you can share it with someone because you may not always have a Bible or even a, a, a phone or a device with you, but just there's power in internalizing the Word of God. Now, and I got it. I mean, yes, I, I definitely have an above-average memory, okay? God has gifted me with the ability, I do it every Sunday, to internalize a, a good bit of information and then and then share it without notes, without having to read it or whatever. It's just internalized, okay? So I'm not trying to read my giftedness into everybody else and saying, well, you need to be able to do what I do. But the fact is, you know, when someone says, yeah, I'm just not real good at memorizing things, I said, I don't believe it. You know, if, if I said, I'm willing to pay you $1,000 for every Bible verse that you learned that you could recite without having to read it and you could just share it from, from memory, man, you'd be memorizing all kinds of scriptures. So I just, I, I always challenge people and I want to challenge people, don't be afraid to be a chapter and verse Christian. There is power in, in, in sharing the Word of God. Yeah, that's really good. Um, and I'm sure our listeners are wondering, when are we starting that $1,000 challenge? Do we have a date for that yet? So, uh, Well, I'm going to have you sign up and be the, the treasurer on that, Keith, so I'm going to let you <laughs> I'm gonna let you cut the checks. All right, all right. That sounds good. Uh, but that, that's such a great point, uh, Phil, because, uh, you know, you mentioned our opinions. You know, it, it really takes it to a different level when you can back what we're saying with the Word of God. There's an authority that's associated with, with mm-hmm. that word. It's not just something that we say, but these are the very words of God, um, and it gives credence to the message for sure. Hey, I, I, I would just say this, Keith, again. There, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a situation, whether it was years ago when I was a young Marine uh, in the Marine Corps sharing just a few basic Bible verses with my fellow Marines or whatever. That get, I mean, regardless of where our culture is and how it's sliding off the cliff of secularity and secularism, uh, man, I'm telling you, there, that is still an attention-getting device to be able to say, well, you know, the Bible says in da-da-da-da-da-da, and you rattle off a chapter and verse, that still gets people's attention. Yeah, absolutely it does. Okay, so let's talk about um, this gospel presentation. We're sharing the basics of the gospel. We're using the scriptures in that. Uh, let's say I've gone through and I've shared with someone the basic points of the gospel. Okay, now what? What comes next? Well, there's really two key transition points uh, in personal evangelism. The first key transition point is when you transition from talking about football to talking about something spiritual, right? And that's where a lot of people get hung up because they, they, they're they so scared to, you know, you're talking about how awesome the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are, you know, and, and how they just, you know, the Titans just have to bow down in front of the Bucks or oh. whatever, right? I know we're on, we're on shaky soil with you right now, Keith. But anyway, you're, you know, you're talking with someone about whatever. But how do you make that transition to bringing up something spiritual, even your own testimony, right? You're not even getting into this person's life necessarily. So that's transition point number two. The second key transition point is to transition from sharing some of the basic points of the gospel and your personal testimony and so forth, and now you're focusing it on the person and you say something like, well, having shared with you this this basic information about the gospel, uh, would you like to pray to receive Jesus right now? Is there anything stopping you from praying to receive Jesus right now? That's the second transition. I, I tend to try to keep that very straightforward, very simple, and allow the Holy Spirit to do its work, right? Because if, 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 if we're so nervous and afraid that all of this is on us, then yes, that key transition point is going to seem like this massive uh, you know, obstacle. 
But the fact is, if you're trusting the Word of God and the Spirit of God, you can just simply say, would you like to pray to receive Jesus right now? You know, we might be surprised how many people would say yes, but sometimes they'll say no. But I'm going to keep it very simple for that second transition point. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier in the podcast um, that the gospel includes information, but also an invitation, and it seems like that's what you're talking about here, going from giving them information to now actually providing that invitation. That's right, man. Let me point something out. So those people who attend Crossgate Church or who watch us online regularly, they're probably pretty familiar with how I close most of the services, with a challenge for people to take their next step with Jesus. And if they've never trusted Jesus Christ, that next step is actually their first step to receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. But you, if I ask you to rattle off what I say now, you could probably do it, right? For someone, has there been a time in their life when they have personally said, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I do believe that you died on the cross for my sins, my sins, Jesus. And I do believe that you rose again from the grave bodily and physically. And I believe right now that you're holding out that free gift of eternal life to me that I might receive it. See, I say that at the end of almost every single service for two reasons. One, because I'm, I'm, I'm giving that gospel appeal to the people in the congregation or in attendance who are not saved. But here's the other reason why I say it over and over and over again, and I generally say about the same thing, because I'm discipling our people, right? Most of our folks don't even realize it, what I'm doing with that that I'm, I'm, I'm intentionally, by repeating the same thing over and over again every week, I'm discipling our people so that if they ever did find themselves in a situation for transition number two, they would know what to do. Wow, what, what would I say to, to help someone accept Christ? Well, boom, what does Pastor Phil say every single week? Yeah, that's really good. Uh, great point. All right, so I've given the invitation. I have asked them if they want to accept Christ. What if the person chooses not to accept Christ? Or what if they you know, come back with a question that I just don't have the answer to? Well, that is also a great question, Keith, because uh, you know, we already know from the Bible that the majority of people will not accept Christ, right? So, I mean, if someone doesn't accept Jesus, all that proves is the Bible is true, you know, that the, 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 the broad is the way to destruction, you know, narrow is the, the way to salvation. I would tell people, first of all, if someone doesn't tr- choose to receive Jesus, don't take it personally, Right? I mean, listen, Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 7, this is God talking to Ezekiel the prophet. And he said, now look, when, when you're out and about doing your thing that I'm calling you to do, guess what? A lot of people are going to reject you. Or should I say they'll reject the message that you have. Ezekiel 3, 7, God says this, they have not listened to you because they have not listened to me. I, I think that's pretty encouraging, honestly. I mean, I realize these people aren't rejecting me. They're rejecting what God says, not what Phil Kramer says. Now, if I'm out there sharing Phil Kramer's opinion all over the place, then yes, I might take it personally, but I'm not sharing Phil Kramer's opinion. I'm simply telling them what God has said. But here's the other thing that I find very encouraging. You really have no clue as to what God is going to do. And we oftentimes say, well, we're just planting seeds, or at least we planted seeds. But I'll tell you, if you share the gospel with boldness and, and with clarity, and again, giving people the word of God, we have no idea what God's going to do. And this just reminds me of one of many stories I've heard uh, Adrian Rogers tell. You know, I'm working on a little project uh, to write about Adrian Rogers when he was a pastor in Merritt Island, Florida, back in the 1960s. But there was there was a, a time, probably 30 years after he left that church, and he got a letter from a guy. 
And he couldn't even remember the, the engagement that he had with his brother. But here's the letter that this guy sent Adrian Rogers. Again, this was probably 25 or 30 years after this event happened. The man said, forgive me for not writing you, but I want to tell you what happened to me. Years ago, when you were a pastor in Merritt Island, Florida, I was a long-haired hippie surfer walking down the street with a surfboard on a hot day. You stopped your car and picked me up and shared Jesus Christ with me. I was trying to act cool as if I wasn't paying any attention to you, and I kind of pretended to brush you off. But you witnessed to me, prayed with me, and let me out of the car. Forgive me for not telling you about this sooner, but I never got your witness out of my heart until I gave my life to Jesus Christ. God saved me, and now I'm a preacher of the gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Wow. You know, that's one, so we just we don't know. You know, we, just, we don't know what God's going to do. Uh, so I say let's just be faithful and, and let's just share Jesus and, and leave the results up to him. Uh, now, what about if there's a question that you can't answer? And, and, and again, that, sometimes that is one of the reasons why people don't share Jesus, because they're afraid that they might get into a situation that they cannot explain. That's fine. You know what? I think in our culture, people are very reluctant to, to admit that they don't have an answer to something. But that's perfectly fine if you're sharing Jesus and you simply say, you know what, man, I'm not really sure what the answer is on that. But I'm, but I'm going to find out, and I'm going to get back with you, right? And again, let, let the Lord work. Let, let the Holy Spirit work, especially if it's one of these divine appointments. And I would also say it's always important to leave on a high note. You know, if someone does not pray to receive Christ, then you simply say, well, is, is there anything I can pray for you about today? And I remember when we did our, uh, our one-day event with the Arkansas Baptist uh, uh, Convention last fall, uh, we, we went out door-to-door, uh, you know, uh, witnessing and, and just talking to people about the Lord. And one of the things we intentionally did was we carried some Sonic gift cards with us, little $5 gift cards, you know, so you can get a ice-cold Coca-Cola. And, uh, and, and, you know, if someone didn't pray to receive Christ or if, if, you know, just the conversation didn't end necessarily on a spiritual high note, we just said, you know, man, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you taking time to talk to me today, and I'd love for you to go grab something to a little treat at Sonic on on me, and just give them a Sonic gift card. You know, always leave on a high note. Yeah, that's that's really good. Well, uh, let's say that we share the gospel, and the person does accept Christ. Okay, what what should we do next, Phil? Pray. Well, first of all, praise God, man. I love just there. There's few things, and I tell you, I've enjoyed a lot of joys in life as you have, brother. But there are just there are a few things that bring more joy to my heart than, than, than to lead a person to Jesus Christ. And so at that point in time, uh, certainly for us here at Crossgate, locally, you know, we would certainly introduce them to our, to our culture of next steps, right? What's your next step? You know, there's always a next step to take. Uh, and certainly uh, talking to that person about getting connected with biblical community and beginning to read a Bible. Hey, do you have a Bible, right? I would love to get you a Bible. I'll get you a free Bible. Uh, encourage them to read the Gospel of John. Encourage them to read, uh, you know, some basic uh, scriptures, the Book of Philippians, or, or what have you, and uh, and and talk to them about taking that next step. Maybe it's baptism. That's certainly in the scripture. We see that as the next step uh, for someone who's truly trusted Christ. Um, and, and certainly, becoming a part of biblical community is important as well. But but that's that's why I love the, you know, just the the question of what's your next step. And we ask that so often. I hope our people have come to the point now where it has become part of their cultural heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. What is your next step? Well, I uh, hope that this will 
lead us to to be more on fire in sharing the gospel um, as we wrap up today. Phil, thank you so much for your time, and uh, looking forward to uh, next week and the next podcast uh, where we uh, just continue talking about making more and better disciples for Jesus Christ. Man, I tell you what, Keith, I appreciate it, and I, I love these these podcasts we're doing because we're we're trying to keep things very simple, and even the idea of you know making more and better disciples. I mean, it's just it, it it's so intuitive based on what the Bible says, and I'm thrilled to partner with you uh, in doing that, brother. Absolutely. Have a great week. God bless. Thank you for listening to the More and Better Disciples podcast, a ministry of Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. To learn more, join us on our website, crossgate.org.